0: You're listening to the Knot, another wrestling podcast. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. My name is CJ Palmasano. I am your host. And thank you for all those who have tuned in. Maybe some of you who are a little new. Uh, Thank you so much for checking back in. Uh, I really needed a a long break from wrestling, guys. I really needed it. I've been kind of, you know, taking it easy with this podcast. Took a break, you know, post-WrestleMania this year. And a lot's happened. So we're going to try and kick back into things podcast is going to be a little differently for those of you who have been longtime listeners. Um, really not going to cover week-to-week wrestling a whole lot anymore. Uh, you know, as much as I love wrestling, it became mature doing this podcast and everything. So I'm going to do the podcast really when I can, when I'm excited about things, talk about some things here and there. I'm going to talk a little bit about, because what this episode is, we're going to be talking about WWE Clash of the Castle predictions and AEW All Out. Predictions, so you got a lot of things going on there. We have a shit ton of predictions to get into so I won't keep you waiting too much longer. Let's get into the clash of the castle predictions. It's very strange looking at this match card only being six matches. Um, wow, <laughs> that's that's honestly not something I would expect to see Like, this is like the form of like a takeover like takeovers had this kind of shit like smaller match cards. But anyway, I digress. Uh, we have a lot to get into here, so gonna just say you know this is WWE's first UK pay per view in quite a long time, coming all the way from uh, Cardiff, Wales. Um, I gotta say, I I with the last episode that I did with my good buddies Bryce and Dylan of Making Kayfabe. If you don't know that podcast, it's. Uh, they are fantasy booker bookers uh, in uh, and slash rebookers of wrestling in their podcast, where they rebook a lot of fun fantasy and fantasy book a lot of cool stories. So um, this, I, I talked with them a little bit about it, and I asked them, you know, they're from the UK. Um, are they excited for it? And their thing at the time was just like, eh, not really. But honestly, the way I've been seeing things built up and how everything's going, I'm like really excited for this. At first, I was kind of just like, even just a, a week ago to, uh, today, at the release of this podcast. I was like, ah, you know, it'll be in the middle of the afternoon. You know, I'll watch it when I can. I'm sad that I can't get to watch this live. It's kind of sucks. But anyway, we'll we'll get into this, and we'll get into AEW all out later on. But first, let's get into the uh, the Clash of the Castle predictions. Let's start here. With uh, the 6 women tag match of Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and the renamed EO Sky. Um, This is Bailey's faction uh, that they returned at SummerSlam. I don't really know what their name is. I think it, you know, Control, Alt, Delete, or whatever. Control is kind of the thing. It's kind of what's being teased on, on social media by all three members. But, um... I am going to go with the, the heels here for Bailey, EO, and Dakota because they still need to look dominant. Uh, they need to get a big win here. I thought it was uh, a shock that uh, they lost in the finals of the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament. I know there were shenanigans afoot, but uh, I think they really need the win here, and we really need to solidify uh, a solid win for this faction. And moving on, let's go to... Um, The man known as Gunther. He's always Walter to me. Walter versus Seamus for the Intercontinental Championship with Ludwig Kaiser in Gunther's corner. Walter's corner, I should say. uh, And the Bruling Brutes of Ridge Holland and Butch. Um, Hopefully with all these people getting their first and original names back in the last few weeks, let's hope Butch can kind of change and go back to being pete Dunne, for god's sakes uh i am gonna go with walter here yes i'm still calling him walter i'm gonna go with walter um i think it's too soon for him to drop the ic title i think him and sheamus are going to have a belter of a fucking match it's it could be match of the night uh like this should be a really really fun uh fucking just Hossfest fest you know these two big fucking guys just you know stomping and chopping the shit out of each other. So I'm going to go with Walter to retain the IC championship at Clash of the Castle this uh, tomorrow time the release of this podcast. Next, we're going to have uh, Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, again, Matt Riddle getting the mat back. Um, I am going to have to go with Matt Riddle on this one. Um, I know Seth Rollins has been—he's um, lost a lot of pay-per-view matches this year, and I know a lot of people kind of want him to start getting some wins again. I do too, but I think they're really trying to make a big babyface star out of Matt Riddle. Um, I don't—I don't think Seth Rollins will be hurt by this in the slightest. I mean, the guy has literally done everything you could think of in WWE. He's been tag team champion, U.S. champion, WWE champion, universal champion, money in the bank holder, you know, uh, Royal Rumble winner. The guy has done it all and and then some. So I don't think it's going to hurt Seth in the slightest. So I do believe that we'll get Matt Riddle to win and uh, take take this take care of this blood feud. Which I mean, that promo segment from the other night on Raw. Like again, I'm catching up on things here and there, but I saw you know Matt Riddle saying that uh, you know the only man in your family is your wife Becky, bro. And Seth Rollins saying you want to talk about my family, let's talk about your family. Oh no, wait, you can't because your because your wife divorced your bitch ass and took the kids. And Matt Riddle's I'm gonna fuck you up. So immediately things are just getting instant instantly better for WWE and I am so glad about that. I also love the little touch of the fan footage of Rollins and Riddle fighting outside the parking lot and it wasn't even a professional WWE camera like a fan like you know video recording. That's really cool and I think should be done more often whether or not like this was planted or whatever just make it look real. I I, I really really enjoy that. So anyway, just I think Matt Riddle's going to win and uh this could be a match of the night contender, you know. Next, let's go with Liv Morgan defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler. Uh, I think we're going to get a Liv Morgan retention here. Um, there is more of a interest in probably Shayna and Ronda Rousey, but I think Liv will take pick up the win here. I think, you know... Whether it be she outsmarts Shayna or something, I like what they're doing with Liv with the ch- as the champion right now, and um, yeah, it should be a good, uh, good, decent match. Uh, next up, we're gonna have a tag team match with Edge and Rey Mysterio with Dominic Mysterio in their corner versus the Judgment Day consisting of Finn Balor and Damian Priest with Rhea Ripley in their corner. Now, um, I am going to go for. Judgment Day here. Um, I think they so badly need a win. I think the 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 Judgment Day started off really really hot with Edge turning heel and you know him aligning with Damian Priest and having this faction, then getting Rhea Ripley involved. You know it started off really really well, and I think that Judgment Day could still do really well, good things. It's just the kind of the, the the double turn and the, the kicking out of edge and the joining of Finn Balor. Like it, it was like the potentials there for it to be good. But a lot of this was under the Vince regime of how he saw the, the faction suit, uh, how the faction would go. But uh, with triple H involved, I, I'm a little more confident, well involved uh, in charge of the booking. I'm more confident in there. So I think we're going to get a win with Finn Balor and, and, uh, Damian Priest here. Could we build this up to a Finn Balor versus Edge singles match at some point? Maybe a Finn Balor and Rey Mysterio feud for a bit. I don't think they've really done too much as far as like, you know, as far as their matches. They haven't had that many. Again, I'm I'm only catching a few things here and there. And also, I really think Dom is probably going to, Dominic Mysterio is going to do something because he is just infatuated with Rhea Ripley. And he just wants to be pegged by her, like like just that clip you saw, of like how Rhea was just calming him down, like like Black Widow calming down on the Hulk in, in Age of Ultron. Uh, I I think we're gonna see Dominic Mysterio join the Judgment Day and get like four members, and like I I really don't want to say like Dom's gonna be like a sub to Rhea, but that's it would be it would just be really funny if like he walked out and like you know he was on, on like a dog chain or something. Uh, and with Rhea on a collar or something. That that might be a little stretching it, but I think something along those lines could happen. Anyway, um, moving on. I think the only thing we can move on to. Oh, wow, again, six fucking matches here. Six matches. I'm not even ten minutes into this fucking predictions episode. And it's, it's already six fucking matches. The main event. The Tribal Chief. The undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. With Paul Heyman in his corner, defending against Drew McIntyre. Iron Drew. Now, long-time listeners of this podcast know how big a fan I am of Drew McIntyre. I've been a big a fan of Drew McIntyre's ever since his, his early days in the WWE. Um, I was sort of kind of watching here and there and kind of tuning out with Drew. And I just remember, what I remember most about Drew was that That theme song, Broken Dreams. Now, we've had this almost unstoppable title reign of Roman Reigns. For two years, he has been Universal Champion. Since WrestleMania, he's held the WWE Championship beating Brock Lesnar. He's the undisputed champion in the WWE. He is on the run of his entire... Career. I you you think about Roman Reigns' run as as the top guy right now, and this really is the best work he's ever done. It, you can argue whether or not he should have turned heel a long time ago or not. It, it doesn't really matter. I think that everything Roman's been doing has been fantastic, and the work he's been doing, the matches he's been having, he is like the like most important chess piece in the WWE's uh, arsenal, if that wasn't even a good, maybe just best tool in their arsenal, weapon, whatever. You get what I mean. And we flash back to two years ago in January where Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble and had that moment in front of the fans. And he was supposed to get that moment in front of a live capacity crowd in, in Tampa Bay, Florida. But he didn't get it. He, uh, unfortunately, we all know the coronavirus stopped that. It it just halted uh, Drew's momentum, and he lost. He won the championship in front of nobody. And you're probably wondering right now, CJ, who are you gonna pick? Are you gonna pick Roman? Or are you gonna pick Drew? And you know what? I I don't I I still am not sure who's gonna win, but I know who I want to win. And that's Drew McIntyre. Let's let's do it, man. Let's just put the title on Drew. I think Roman has had a lot of time. I think he's had plenty of time with the championship. I know there's more you can do. I know there's a Sami Zayn thing. You could build to a babyface term for Sami Zayn and a match with Roman for the title. You can do that. But and and I know and Cody Road I know a lot of people say Cody Rhodes could take the title off him I know I get it but I feel like here's the thing I think that when Drew wins the title they need to separate the titles again they need to make them separate things would be a lot easier if drew was beating roman for one title because then you'd be like oh well drew can be champion on one brand and then roman can be champion on the other and then you could build to cody and roman at mania next year and maybe like cross and drew next year because that's where i kind of see things going for a mania feud between carrying uh, cross and drew mcintyre um it's just there's so much that can be done here and i think you gotta strike while the iron's hot man they've been they've been posting so much stuff on social media about Drew McIntyre. I think this is the best way you can do it of giving him this this win because I don't think we're getting any other title changes from a babyface on this show. Like, I, In fact, I think Sheamus is kind of like a, a heel, isn't he? He's kind of more of a tweener, I guess. Really, the only other babyface that's on there that's in a title match is Liv Morgan, and she's already a champion. I think this is the moment we finally, we Drew finally gets his moment. I know he's been champion twice already, but the guy worked so fucking hard to earn the spot where he is and where he was two years ago leading into WrestleMania. He earned it. He fucking earned it and he got it taken away from him by no fault of his own, being denied that huge reaction. I was mad. Wrestlemania 37, when it was in Tampa, the the repeat for the fans from, from last year in COVID. I really wanted Drew to get his moment in front of a live capacity crowd, and even though it was a, a you know, a, a partial, it wasn't a full capacity, but it was a a, a a capped capacity, I guess, is the right terminology to use. He lost to Bobby Lashley. And a lot of people thought it was the right move. And personally, I really wanted Drew to have his moment. But you know what? I think you, you, there's no better time than now. There is no better time than now. Because if you don't give Drew this moment now that he didn't get, when are you going to do it? Because I don't know if WrestleMania is the right time now. So just do it now. Do it now. Put the title on Drew. We all want it. I know all the U- everyone in the UK wants it. And that crowd will fucking pop massive once Drew hits the Claymore in the 1, 2, 3. It will be a fucking thunderous reaction. One of the loudest reactions in a wrestling stadium ever. I guarantee you. Or a wrestling show ever. I guarantee you that. So... Moving on to AEW, there is, I mean, this one is a 13-14 match card. Uh, apparently, another fucking match was, was added for 13-14 matches here. Um, I do quickly want to talk about, before we get into the AEW All-Out predictions, I do kind of want to talk about uh, a little bit of the situation going on with uh, AEW. Um... I will say that, uh, in, in uh, apparently, as you know, the news broke earlier, uh, this morning at the time of this recording, that Bobby Fish's contract with AEW has expired. Um, now there's no, I don't think there's any, word, this is from coming from Brian Alvarez. Um, I don't know if this means that he decided to not resign. I don't know if this was something that Tony Khan decided to not resign him. Um, I don't know. He recently said in interviews that he would go to war for Triple H, and he loved working for him. Um, I gotta say, if Bobby Fish is done with AEW, like if, if Tony Khan, if Tony Khan can't come up with a deal or something for Bobby Fish and AEW, then this was one of the biggest, one of the biggest wasted opportunities in AEW's short history. I understand there were injuries going on with members of the Undisputed Elite and the Elite. And this is where I'm going with. How do you not capitalize on a feud between the Elite and the Undisputed Era? This You had all six guys in your company. All six of them were there. And now one apparently is on his way out. Now, if things change and if Bobby Fish comes back to AEW in a contract renewal or whatever the case may be, I'll shut my mouth and I'll take back what I say here. But for now, you have really dropped the ball with this. I mean, you had him... You had the undisputed elite turn on the Bucks, Like, and then only a few... there's only a few weeks ago. Less than a month ago that happened. Like, and then the following week was the the bucks again and Kenny returning to face Andrade Roosh, and uh dragon Lee that, like really what the hell I I, I don't know that bad booking and management in my opinion there because Adam I mean Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega can still happen that that's that's a good thing But you missed out on a three-on-three, Omega, Bucks versus Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish. And you missed out on Red Dragon matches between Fish and and O'Reilly and the Bucks. That is a huge missed opportunity there. And I think AEW just completely dropped the ball here. Now, I think Bobby Fish, if he was smart, I still think he should, if he can, continue with AEW. Because you need all of those guys together... I mean, the group in AEW worked without Roderick Strong because Roderick Strong is still contracted to WWE. It helps with Roderick Strong being in the group, but you need those three core guys. You need need Cole, Fish, O'Reilly together, and you had it, and it didn't work out. I understand that when Fish and O'Reilly were coming in, I know Kenny was injured. Look, I get it. I know. But you knew Kenny was coming back. You knew Kenny was coming back. And you didn't even go to Bobby Fish and offer him like a contract extension or something. You really don't think I don't know. Maybe 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 Tony Khan did reach out to Bobby Fish and maybe he did ask Bobby to do a contract extension and maybe he said no. Maybe. But that's but as of right now, what we know is that Alvarez says that the Bobby, Bobby Fish's contract AEW has expired and he's no longer contracted with AEW. I don't know. I just again I would have tried everything I could have possibly done to make sure we could have at least gotten matches between uh, you know for a three the three on three match between the elite and and undisputed era. Hopefully this can still happen, but I kinda just wanted to get my frustrations out with that with that story because that's a huge, huge missed opportunity for AEW. That's that's a big ball drop for them. Anyway, going on to all out the card itself. Um, We're going to get from the pre-show all the way to the main card, so kicking kicking things off. Kicking things off. Um, Tomohiro Ishii versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, Eddie Kingston was recently suspended due to an altercation between him and Sammy Guevara. Um, I really, really, really would love Tomohiro Ishii to, to win this match. And so would my good friend Bryce. We're both big Ishii fans. Um... I don't know if he's going to pick up the win here, so I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston. Um, Tony Khan could easily pull a bit of a, like, a hey, work your way back up and, you know, kind of punish Eddie Kingston in a way. And, uh, I don't know, but I'm going to go with Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, I, I like that some New Japan presence is being felt, even if it is on the pre-show. Next, you are going to have Cap versus... Uh, Cap. Hack versus Kip Savian for the AEW All Atlantic Championship. Um, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Um, AEW needs to stop coming up with so many titles. I, I'm sorry. I I really that, that's one thing I don't like about WWE is having so many goddamn championships for in one company. And here's the thing. I'll go through this. Like they have the Atlantic Championship, the FTW Championship, the tag te- the tag team titles, the, the two uh, this now the six man tag team titles coming up. We have the women's championship, the World Championship, the TBS Championship, the TNT Championship. Uh, if I'm missing any others, like. You know, it's, it's so fucking many. And then, if you want to count the fucking ROH t- uh, titles, the ROH Pure Championship, the, the Ring of Honor World title, the Ring of Honor Tag titles, the, the Ring of Honor Television title, the Ring of Honor Women's title. Like, that's a lot of fucking belts for your company. You don't need that many like i, I cuz i see ROH as kind of like an NXT to AEW in the sense like it is a ch- it is a company and owned by Tony Khan. So to me, they're AEW affiliated and they are AEW. Like it is a second brand of AEW. So you don't need this many fucking championships. I will admit the title that PAC holds is beautiful, but I think we're going to need to start seeing a bit of a shift and a change in AEW because Rampage uh, struggles to get viewerships, and if the and the roster seems kind of bloated, so maybe it's a time maybe the, the the it's time to try and push for two separate shows. Maybe do a, you don't have to necessarily like it's not wrong if you think you're going oh you think you're going to copy WWE. Look, you have a lot of wrestlers on your show. There's nothing wrong with it. Anyway, I digress. Pack versus Kip Sabian. I'm glad Kip Sabian's coming back. You know they get nothing with the fucking guy for so long, and it's just. But the thing is, like, I feel like not too many people know who he is, because I was watching AEW and I was mentioning with my my good buddy Joe, who's been a uh, uh, a guest on this podcast. I think that um, I think that uh, Pack should probably you know win because he's hasn't held the title for that long, and then keep saving, but keep saving just came back. I don't know. I I think. I feel like because this is on the pre-show, I don't know. I feel like not much going to happen. I'm going to go with Pack, uh, uh, for the win here, for to retain the AEW Atlant uh, is it All Atlantic? Yeah, the AEW All Atlantic Championship. So next we have Hook versus Angelo Parker for the FDW Championship. J- uh, just have Hook. Um, Hook's going to win. Hook is going to win here, and he's going to squash Angelo Parker. No need to get into too big details. Next, we have Brian Danielson, the American Dragon versus the Lionheart, Chris Jericho, in a singles match. Uh, I am going to say Brian Danielson picks up the win here. Uh, could we possibly get Daniel Garcia finally joining the Blackpool Combat Club? I don't know, but I would certainly love for that to happen. And Garcia has sure been conflicted in his past few weeks. You know, I think we all want Daniel Garcia to be a part of the Blackpool Combat Club. I know he's also getting a title match against Wheeler Yuta for the Pure Championship. And, you know, um, I'm not sure when that match is, but maybe then he could join the Blackpool Combat Club. You know, because that's how Wheeler Yuta joined, because he he fought John Moxley and Moxley and, and Regal let him in. Um, but I'm going to go with Brian Danielson here, regardless of if there's any interference, I think, uh, Danielson will win, uh, against Chris Jericho. Uh, next we have a four way for the AEW, um, women's interim, the interim AEW women's championship. Thunder Rosa had to recently, um, she didn't have to drop the title, but she is, um, she's out with an injury, so she won't be able to defend the title. At uh, all out, uh, the the uh, the women in the match are Tony Storm, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hader, and Hikaru Shida for a uh, a four way match. Now, I think Tony Storm was originally supposed to win, and she easily could still win. Um, I think Jamie Hader is a bit of a dark horse pick. I don't think Hikaru Shida is going to be in. D- Britt Baker possibly could. I am going to go for Toni Storm, though, because she's over. And uh, just I think Toni Storm will make a great women's champion. And you already have that story built in with her and Rosa when Rosa will come back for the championship. Next, we have the House of Black of Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews versus Sting, Darby Allin, and Miro. Um, I really I want to go with more of my... My head than my my heart than my head here. I think the House of Black needs the win. I really think they need the win here because Sting and Darby Allen don't need it. You can argue Miro doesn't need it. I think a feud between Malachi Black and Miro can still go on. I'm gonna go with House of Black because I think a feud between Miro and Malachi Black is still gonna continue. I think you can get a, a main event of a dynamite with these two. Uh, in a singles match, so I'm gonna go with House of Black for the win here. The Miro staying Darby. they don't need it at all. Next, I'm gonna go with Jake Cargill versus Athena, the former Ember Moon, uh, going for the AEW TBS Championship. You know, uh, one thing AEW, another thing that people criticize for is the women's division, and I really and feel bad for Athena because. She's should feel like a bigger deal, and she could be somebody who could take the title off of Jay Cargill, but I don't see it happening, you know? Uh, I, when I was watching, when I was finally starting to catch up with AEW, I saw that she, like, attacked Jay Cargill. I'm like, oh, yeah, Athena's here. And I shouldn't have to deal with that. Athena, formerly Ember Moon, was incredible. She is incredible. Like, the the fucking Eclipse, man, that's one of the most innovative finishers ever, so, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with Jade Cargo. I don't know who's going to take that title off of her, but I'm going to have to go with Jade. Next up, we have Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Uh, it's got to be Jungle Boy here. It's got to be because Christian Cage has been saying way too much fucked up shit on TV uh, to, for him to get away with this shit. He doesn't need the pay-per-view win. This is clearly a Jungle Boy building moment uh, to launch him more into uh, single stardom. Next, we have a six another six-man tag match between Wardlow, the TBS cha- sorry, TNT champion, and FTR, Cash Wheeler, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, the ROH tag team champions, also IWGP tag, heavyweight tag team champions, and the AAA tag team champions. When are you just going to put the AEW tag team straps back on them? AEW, fucking do it already. Uh, versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns of Chris Sabian and Alex Shelley. Uh, I'm going to go with the babyface team here. I think that uh, this is just going to be a fun match in the card. It could probably open with it. So you could just do that. This is just a fun little thing of having the Motor City Machine Guns in AEW and if we could get a maybe a FTR feud, Motor City Machine Guns feud, that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. I would like that very much. We'll have to see how things go. Next, we have the Casino Ladder Match which consists of ROH World Champion Claudio Castagnoli of the Blackpool Combat Club versus Wheeler Yuta, the ROH Pure Champion of Black, also Blackpool Combat Club, Penta El Cerro Miedo and Ray Phoenix, Roosh, Andrade El Idolo, Dante Martin, and The Joker, which is to be determined. Now, W. Morrissey was recently seen on AEW at making his debut um, I'm very surprised by that. Thought Triple H would have probably nabbed up Enzo and Big Cass, um, but uh, a lot of people are saying that W. Morrissey is going to be the uh, the Joker in this match. Um, I don't know if I don't know if he'll be the Joker, but I'm going to go with a wild pick here. I am going to say the Joker is Adam Cole. I don't know if Adam Cole is cleared to compete. I don't know if Adam Cole is going to, you know, do any, I, I don't know. Um, maybe he will come and win because uh, I'm trying to justify everything here. And the more I think about it, the more it doesn't make sense for Adam Cole to be the Joker. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with W. Morrissey. W. Morrissey is a Joker. And I think we're going to get, hmm, who will win the match? I don't think it'll be W. Morrissey. I am going to go with Claudio Castagnoli. I'm going to go Claudio here. I think he would be a really good uh, opponent for the AEW champion when we get, get to that at some point. Um, I think it would be a fun ladder match. But, um, yeah, you know, Claudio. Next we have for the AEW Tag Team Championships: Swerve in Our Glory, the champions Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus the acclaimed of Anthony Bowens and Max Castor. Um, The acclaims have gotten super over as babyfaces, and this should be a really, really fun match. I like Swerve and Our Glory. I like them as a team. I really like Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee individually. Um, I don't think this is necessarily the time for them to get the tag titles off of Swerve and Our Glory, but now that I say that, have I predicted any title changes? Um, now that I'm going through the card here, I don't think any titles will be switching hands uh, on this on this show. Um, hmm. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go with the acclaimed. I don't like. I have any punishments to do with this. I'm gonna go with the acclaimed for uh, for the for the win here. I don't know why, but I feel like it'd be a good babyface night for them. Uh, next, we have Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs in a singles match. Uh, I am going to go with Powerhouse Hobbs because I feel like there's more to build off of with Powerhouse Hobbs in this... Uh, this, I mean, he's always kind of been a heel. But uh, in, this, in this feud, I think you can build up Powerhouse Hobbs to be a guy who could beat Wardlow for the TNT title and then lead to an even bigger moment between Wardlow... Sorry, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs where Ricky Starks gets the win back for the TNT title. Next, we have... For the finals of the inaugural trios AW World Trios Championship. Now it says as of right now the elite versus uh either it says T B D. Now, get the best friends out of there. I like the best friends. I love Orange Cassidy, but there's no fucking way they're winning. This is between the Elite and Dark Order with Hangman Page. Um this this one honestly is like Probably the hardest one for me to pick and the hardest one that I could think of. Um, on the one hand, you have the Elite and, and Tony Khan has been putting off this tournament and these titles. So Kenny Omega could come back and be a part of it so the Elite could win them. The other is like you really could put give this moment to Dark Order. Like get another title on page, but really give it to Silver and Reynolds. Like, Silver and Reynolds are just... They're so good together as a team. They're so entertaining. They're so funny. Like, there is so much going on. Like, those guys have had... For for so long, fans have been wanting them to have the, you know, tag titles of some kind, you know, of any gold, of anything in the Dark Order. I I really, really don't know who's going to win this match, and it's a real crapshoot. But... I'm, I think I'm going to go with Paige in the Dark Order. Uh, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I want them to win. I really want them to win. And easily, the Elite could probably win this. And, you know, the Elite are the first ever AEW trios tag champions. But we'll have to wait and see and see what happens. And then finally, we have the world title match between the champion Jon Moxley versus CM Punk. Now, I'm going to get into my whole opinion with the CM Punk Jon Moxley thing. Um, when I watched the match, well, match of uh, between Moxley and Punk on Dynamite, uh, last week, I was, um, I think I was shocked like most of us were of how quickly they came through with it. You know, I thought we get like an NJF interference and we get like some kind of triple threat it all out, but no, Moxley came in and he beat. He he beat Punk. He beat him pretty quickly and decisively, and essentially squashed him. You know, the next and then Mo- John Moxley comes out and says that he's he's uh, kind of berating CM Punk, but the hometown it's still Chicago. Um, <clears throat> you know, he said, I'm gonna leave a contract here for the AW World Championship. I don't even care who my opponent is. It's an open contract, an open shot for the world title. I'm not sure why more wrestlers didn't even come up there, like. Why weren't guys like Serpentico or, uh, you know, why weren't like guys who were never fucking seen? It wasn't like Brian Cage coming up there. Or who, well, Brian Cage probably in, in Ring of Honor or whatever the case may be. Why weren't more wrestlers going up to get that title? Uh, yeah, that title shot. Ace Steele, who was a backstage producer and the trainer of CM Punk when he first started. CM Punk comes out and he's really down the dumps. He's not even sure what he's doing here. A Steel tries to fire him up and says, "You know, like you sold out an arena based off of a rumor that you were coming back to wrestling. You were coming back to wrestling to, you know." And he says, "Wake the fuck up!" He's smacking him, and CM Punk cuts a fiery, impassioned, uh, fiery, impassioned baby face promo. You know, we are Chicago. You know, John Moxley. You may try. Uh, just he said something on the lines of like, "You know, someone's gonna kill me," but that part, that one day some man's going to kill me, John Moxley, but that man is not you, um, and goes into the crowd and signs the contract. Now, I get that the people of Chicago are a part of the storyline here, and Punk is the hometown boy. I I don't know if this was done well. I Personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with how all the stories connected and how they built up to the match, but I feel like I feel like you need to do something different with CM Punk. Now, this is coming from a guy who's probably the biggest CM Punk mark you could ever meet. I have so many CM Punk t-shirts. It's ridiculous. I have so many of his WWE shirts. I have so many of like the CM Punk like AEW affiliated shirts the street fighter one and the different variants of like the the shirt that came out when he came back I I've, I've had that one so many different ones so there's a lot that's going on here I personally don't think this was the best way to execute it I think the match I think Punk is the clear underdog going in and I think it'll be a fun match. and It'll be great. I don't know if the promo necessarily worked so well for a larger general audience. That is my only concern when it came to the promo. Um, but when it comes to it, I think CM Punk will win. I think he'll win the title in Chicago. But I think something else needs to happen. I don't think we should be the closing shot of the show should be CM Punk with the world title high above his head or around his waist. I don't think that's what should happen. I think what should happen is some kind of interference like, you know, after the fact with MJF or something. And I know people are saying MJF. I know, I know, I know. But it's gotta be something different has to happen. Sean McChesney, my forever co host, is is saying like a punk heel turn Chicago. How the fuck would you turn Punk heel in Chicago? I that I don't understand. That that is damn near impossible. But I think that something big needs to happen with this with this pay-per-view. Um I'm already getting tired just going through all the lists of the of the matches and I think it's going to be fun time, but something big's got to happen, something's got to give. And yeah, those are my AEW All Out and WWE Clash at the Castle predictions. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard, please follow us on Twitter at TNAWP, uh, all capital letters there, TNAWP on Twitter. The Not Another Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at CJ underscore 1214. My Instagram handle is at CJ underscore 1293. I put a poll on on the podcast Twitter saying, what show are you more excited for? And at the time, it appears you guys are more excited for Clash of the Castle than you are All Out. I have to double checked that. But the way I'm looking at things, yeah, I feel like I might be more excited for for Clash of the Castle than All Out. And, yeah, uh, a resounding 82% of you guys at the time of this poll is still open. Uh, all Out is the current uh, lead. Uh, sorry, Clash of the Castle, 82% to 18%. Uh, that's pretty fucking big there. So I will say... I feel like I might be a little more thing in the glass of the castle. I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Uh, again, that poll is still open right now, so go to the Twitter page at TNAWP to find uh, to vote on it and see what you guys think. What are you guys are most looking forward to? Anyway, guys, uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. I'm CJ Palmasano, and I'll see you next time.